Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey Smash Bats, this is a lovely episode with another chef. I know, two chefs in a row, but it's a very different vibe this time. As you'll hear, I'm talking to the amazing Rachel Rumble, who is one half of the absolutely brilliant catering company, Butch Salads. Thanks so much for listening to Hoovering, by the way. Um, Tell other people about it if you can be bothered. One way of doing that is to leave it a lovely five-star review. Obviously, subscribe if you're not already. Um, And if you want to support it financially, you blow can you know if you've got like the odd few quid or even tenner that you want to bung towards the podcast as a one-off you can go to supporter.acast.com forward slash hoovering and do that there with a handy button they've added or if you want to be a regular supporter become my patron go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and you'll see where I will swap you really cool podcast related stuff like lots of completely exclusive content guest recipes um, discount or free tickets to live shows virtual or real um, in exchange for your hard-earned pennies from anything from uh, a few quid a month. Uh, Okay, right, let's get into this. Um, Rachel came over to my house uh, with an absolute sack of amazing stuff she'd made in advance for our lunch, and she just did the last minute chopping and heating at mine. Oh, fuck me, it was like something out of a dream. Every, you're here, how happy it made me. (laughs) Everything was so, every element of it was so delicious. What a lovely thing. She even made, she gave me a jar of jam, that she'd made apricot jam that doesn't feature on the podcast itself but it was one of the most well I'm still getting through it it was so delicious me and my girlfriend and son have feasted on the leftovers from this lunch for days afterwards god I love this job right let's get into it 
I'm going to start dishing up, but please may tell me what all these amazing things you've just rustled up. I've just rustled them up. Yeah, so what we've got here is we've got kimchi pancakes yeah. made from um, my friend who makes uh, kimchi and other fermented stuff, the London Fermentary right. in Bermondsey. Mm. So using their kimchi because it is the best kimchi for kimchi London pancakes. Fermentary. The London Fermentary in mm. Bermondsey. They also own the fruit and veg shop next door called Puntarella. Nice. Um, and then we've got... Oh, the smell of the dressing on these beans. Yeah, so there's a lot, a lot of it. Uh, there's oh. bolo Those are bolotti beans, mm. fresh bolotti beans. Wow. From Puntarella. <laughs> what have you done with them? Um, what I've done is I've boiled them in a bit of stock, olive oil, garlic in half, rosemary from my garden actually uh, and put a little bit of um aleppo chili on it <laughs> yeah okay this and is a massive great big fuck off tomato i watched big, you that's chop a, that's, that's what it's officially tomato. called fuck, a, off tomato. fuck off tomato aka bull's heart bull's, bull's heart. heart tomato with a vegan bull's heart yeah <laughs> uh, with calamata olives and oregano whoa i don't remember i don't think i've ever seen fresh oregano yeah i've, I've been growing it in my garden what so that's, so that's also some you know peck could i oregano. grow it could yeah I? it's easy really it's just like growing I've thyme gone in, or I've, whatever i've not gone in for a very dainty portion of that oh no you go i'm into it um no i i just grow it on a, in a little pot on my steps so you've put that okay you've said all those things yeah Oh god, I'm really excited. And then there's a there's also a great big salad over there, yeah. which is for the first time on the podcast I've ever used some very swanky salad tongs from my mum. <laughs> swanky wooden ones, not sort of ones you'd expect anyone really under the age of forty to have in their home. I mean, but I've managed it, and it's because they were a gift from my mum. If I'm ever wearing an item of clothes that's worth more than sort of general maximum amount anything costs in H and M or Primark, it's from my mum, and so are these. Getting the first outing, Mum, from a chef's <laughs> salad. Be proud. Yeah, what you've got there is you've got nectarines. I'm going to live forever. Rocket. Yeah. Um, and a cheese called manuri, which oh. you get in kind of like, it's not fancy. You get it really? in like Turkish, yeah, in the feta aisle, I'd say. I was say, a, it looks in quite In my favourite Turkish uh, shop called Ollie's on right. Warf Road. And they sell it. And it's just like a kind of a... Oh, I've just really stitched myself up. I think it's a sheep's cheese. I think it's oh, a is sheep's it? cheese. And it's kind of like a bit like halloumi, like you can fry it, which is what mm. I've done there. You can also have it raw, but it's less delicious, oh, I'd argue. And then just covered it all in pesto, which is actually a recipe that I've stolen from my friend, Joe Ryan, who will be very annoyed if I didn't credit him for that. Credit him? <laughs> what, his pesto recipe? Well, like this this whole situation oh, is really? a very, very Joe Ryan recipe. Is so. Joe Ryan a chef? He is a chef, ah, yes. Ah, so, you know, okay. I don't Thank you, Joe. <laughs> and then um, what's the pesto situation? Oh, it's just it's just uh, normal pesto, you know, pine mm. nuts, uh, basil. Basil. Parmesan. Yeah. That stuff. Can you use another herb in a pesto? Yeah. Anyway. I've heard people um, mm. tell me they use carrot tops like really? when you get those fancy carrots and they've got all that green I thought they on. were a bit poison mm, I hope not no <laughs> they're in this battle they've been definitely no yeah um, oh but yeah. my god okay so, I'm, I'm afraid I've not even waited for you to finish this in oh no right you cheers go. oh you've not got a drink just cheers with my tea and your knife yeah chin chin 
that kimchi pancake is fucking extraordinary. It's such a low-level heat comes through at the back afterwards, isn't mm. it? Yeah, it's like pretty like beginners level kimchi mm. consumption, I'd say. Right. I think a lot of people get freaked it's out so by true. kimchi, don't they? Yeah, because and it's- I made some during um, lockdown and um, um, I, I, I've still got it. Like, I, I'd only want a small amount of it at any one time. I made it quite li- Anyway, I made it very intense. Yeah. Very spicy with red cabbage. And um, mm. but the smell of it when you open it, I have to open it when my girlfriend's not in yeah, the room. Yeah. So it will put her off whatever she's eating because it smells a lot. so yeah. it well farting. Mm. Yeah, but the taste is extraordinary, yeah. especially with cheese. I but, think it's um, a good way of getting people to yeah, sort of try so, it. So what, how do you make the pancake out so, of it? Well, it's, just, it's really it's really simple. It's just literally kimchi. You can use mm. any kimchi, obviously. Um, if the kimchi's got a little bit of water, that's quite good because okay. then that kind of binds together with the flour. You can okay. put any flour in it. Um, Great. You can obviously normally I make mm. them gluten free, but I didn't today because I yeah. didn't couldn't find that gluten free flour. But um, I just use I use a bit of rice flour and a bit of normal flour, mm. and then yeah, literally that's it. And then you just mix it together. Some people put egg in it. Some people so do. Good. Yeah, and then so just flour and kimchi. Yeah. With a little bit of egg if you eat egg. If you want egg. But I didn't yes. know. Mm. Oh god, it's lush. <laughs> oh god, right. I'm going in for a tomato. Yeah. With olive. I'm gonna get a bit of your oregano in it. Oh god, I haven't had one like this for a while where it's really really eat it eat it, enjoying eating the thing. Mmm. Mmm. Those tomatoes taste of holidays. I was just about to say. Where have they? Where are they from? These are from Puntarella. Well, where they're yeah, from yeah, yeah. is Italy, I right. believe. They get a lot of their produce from oh Sicily. And then you get the oregano after it. Fuck the bed. This is really great. Thank you so much. You're very also, oh god, I mean, it also tastes a bit healthy. Yeah, I mean, mm. quite a lot of oil, but yeah, it's but all good. Give a shit. <laughs> not lard. No, it's not lard. <laughs> it's not lard. That's a cat phrase from heaven, isn't it? Yeah. It's not lard. We're so, fine, it's not lard. My um, dad had aspirations of opening a, like a cafe, like a restaurant. Yeah. Um, a long, long time ago. He's too lazy to ever, and he doesn't really finish anything that he starts. But he, um, he uh, at one point, wanted to open one and... Um, he was going to call it the Lard Rock Cafe. That's so good. <laughs> I don't think anyone would go, though. <laughs> Everything cooked in lard. Yeah. I mean, there'd be a niche market for it now. Very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'd probably mm. all sort of die off quite quickly yeah. as well. <laughs> You'd need quite a high turnover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, well, I suppose... It- I normally like our, like opening the podcast or somewhere near the top of the podcast, but asking about on a scale of one to ten, how much do you care about eating? But you'd think actually, as a chef, that's going to be quite high up. But who knows? Actually, yeah. it might be that you've done that thing of um, you've eaten too much. Well, not eating too much, but you you know you're so constantly around incredible tasting yeah. things yeah. that you sort of perhaps talent your talent. You, and exposure yourself yeah. out of it or of, ha- or of having time for it or whatever. So, at the scale of one to ten, how much do you care about eating? 
I'm going to say a nine. Yeah. Because I think a ten is you are one of those people that actually kind of ruins every situation (laughs) by making sure that... You know, like people who go on holiday and they literally just can't go to a a shit restaurant and have a shit meal. They have to be on the... The, like, the forums, checking out, like, no, I have to go to the best Sicilian. And actually, you end up probably walking around looking for a restaurant that's actually shut for, like, a few years ago. Yeah. So I don't ruin, I don't ruin occasions based on how much I like food. Okay. But what a lovely standard to have set for it. Yeah, because yeah. I think I did. I think really back, back a few, I've, I've been there and I've realised you lose friends over it. of your early 20s and, well, that, yeah, that sort of bit of your early 20s that sort of a lot of people have where... In a way, your pretension is a bit of a rite of passage yeah, around that age. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I definitely went there. And then I realised... I used to pretend I liked Woody Allen films, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I only like one Woody Allen film. Yeah. It's that one with, um, what's it called? Blue something. Was it the one where they're all in spacesuits? No. It's the one with the woman right. out of Carol. Oh, yeah. And oh. I think I only like it because it's her. Mm. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> so that's not really got anything to do with Woody Allen. He put Kate Blanchett in a film. It's got nothing to do with the podcast, but have you seen Mrs. America on iPad? Yeah. It's just fucking incredible oh. in that. My word. What a woman. To make that character likeable. What a woman. What a woman. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about your company, Butch Salads. Yeah. So, full disclosure, a lovely listener of a podcast called Angus, who's your friend... <laughs> I need to know how I you know I think he's going to be called my manager now. Is he? Yeah, yeah he's, your, he's accidentally your PR, but he's he emailed me making me aware of you and your company and yeah. then said I should get you on the podcast. And then like a week later it was happening. Quite a bit, bit embarrassed, but also... No, why embarrassed? It's well, awesome. yeah, you know, I could have got my mum to call you up. But... <laughs> <laughs> if you could, she can come on. Yeah. You, you email me about your mum, then she can come on. <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of fucking chances emailing me after this, aren't I? <laughs> Does um, it mean anyone can email? <laughs> I agree. Well, you can. No, you can all try. You can try. Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. I thought Butch Salads sounded either it's a funny name. Yeah. Um, also, it's a kind of exactly what we're eating in the sense it's like it's a salad that's so much more than a salad. Yeah, it's like, not a floppy salad, is it? No, it's no. no but also, it's not a salad that's going to leave you hungry, but it is still a salad that's going to leave you feeling smug. Yeah. Oh, my days. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Talk me through it. I want to know, like... Um, I want to know the origin story. Oh, yeah. We'll go that far. Yeah, I've got one. I want to know about the name. I want to know about the work that you do. Angus told me you've been doing stuff with refugees. I want to know everything. Please. Right. Okay. Origin story. Mm-hmm. So, full disclosure, I'm only 50% of Butch Salads. There yeah. is another very important person who has currently just had a baby. Mm-hmm. Little Fennel. Um, fennel! Good name, isn't it? Whoa! What a great name! Little Fennel. Um, Hannah does love Fennel. So, <laughs> right. Um, so, no, anyway, she so, called her baby Fennel. Pro- proper that dedication is, yeah, to the salads. Serious dedication to the salads. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. I, might, I might have to follow suit with all these yeah. jokes that I might go aubergine. <laughs> yeah. um, Although that's got other connotations, sadly. Oh, shit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, at least it's got an emoji for mm-hmm. it. Um, <laughs> And then, so basically, me and Hannah met um, a few years ago, and 
I actually went on a on a first date with my now girlfriend. Yeah. And she did something that probably you're not meant to do, which right. is say to the person you're on a date with, like, oh, I know how to embroil you in my whole life. Right. In case, you know, I could have been an absolute madman. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I'm not. She was like, oh, I know my friend. They're opening up a restaurant. Right. It was actually Hannah. She used to work for her. So oh, then wow. basically, then she was like, you should email her. And closing my creaky door. Creaky, yeah, um, she was like, you should email her and ask her for a job. So she was like, you know, she's trying to open up a kitchen. It's kind of meant to be like mostly. She kind of had the heady idea of a mostly female kitchen. Wicked. Um, so then, is this I, in Southeast London? Because you're so yeah, yeah. That's on Water Throat. That's Louis oh, Louis. Wow. And that's okay. where I worked for Hannah as oh, her wow. sort of wing, like you know, right hand chef. Yeah. For about two and a half years at Louis Louis and we did we did all, all, all the things we did brunch you know we did the evenings yeah. we did the daytimes and then we were just you know having a great time um, I think the first person I've met who I've worked in the kitchen with who I like automatically just felt this like oh my god we're going to be such good friends yes but, uh, you know and I think that's actually quite rare mm. uh, and also another woman yeah. uh, which is also quite rare to find yeah um, so yeah so we met and then still rare to find women in kitchens at all or like working at top level running kitchens top level yeah, yeah. I'd say it's just a spattering isn't there yeah and then they just sort of get slowly weeded out right. because they can't be bothered with the nonsense that you yeah. generally get in kitchens or they go into catering mm. because they realise I want to have children yeah. and actually it turns out working till 11 o'clock every night means you, you can't have yeah. well you could but probably wouldn't be very good at it yeah, yeah <laughs> um, shit so, so yeah so we met, we met there and then a few maybe a year down the line we sort mm. of thought like oh let's run a catering company the yeah. naming of it actually came from a Jay Rayner review which oh, really? wasn't about us it was about another chef who did a right. residency at Louis Louis called Oded Oren, right. who is this amazing Israeli chef. Yeah. And Jay Rayner came in to review him because he was in the resident chef and residency in right. the evening when they first opened. Right. He walks in and I suppose he sort of did that, you know, reading the review, he sort of did that thing where he just glossed, you know, they set the scene. They're like, mm. oh, Louis Louis is a neighborhood cafe, story, you know, yeah. they give it that. And then they're like, during the day, they serve, uh, you know, toasties and butch salads. And me and Hannah were like, oh, how did he know? Thank you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> did he Love him or hate him, he is a good writer. Yeah. <laughs> He's a great writer. And, yeah, I like to think that he looked for it and saw, you know, both of us had very short hair at the time. <laughs> I like to think that was what it was. And then we went with it. And even now, it sometimes is like, it's a good name because mm -hmm. people remember it. Mm -hmm. But also sometimes people are like, so you just do salads. And actually that's not the case. No. Obviously we do like weddings and we're not just going to make you eat salads at your yeah. wedding. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'd love to eat salads at my wedding. I'd eat but... this salad at my fucking wedding. Yeah, well, there we go. Honey pee. But, um, but yeah, so that's, that's the sort of origin story. And then we've oh, just wicked. been doing sort of like weddings, events. Mm. Um, and then obviously now we're doing... Well, what I've just sort of come to the end of doing is yeah. doing all the community meals around our local area. We crowdfunded and got some grant money to wow. do like, the meals for like literally the, the most vulnerable members of our community. And Wicked. then also did meals for the NHS. So wow. sort of that's what I've been doing for the last six months. And then Hannah's been at home shielding. Having a baby, yeah. also having a baby. Okay, yeah, pregnant she and couldn't, having a baby. Yeah, Shit. you know, when that happened and it was like, I knew she was having a baby at that point, yeah. so it was like, but then it was obviously, it was like, oh no, you can't, oh, you can't leave the really house. really got to hide, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Mm. That is amazing. Mm. Um, and with the like, 
so did you do that on your own or with like a collective crowdfunding to get money to feed the most vulnerable in the community um, and then did you like have to set it up with people to deliver it and stuff like that yeah so there were so many great initiatives of things like that yeah i it, joined in once with a thing called the cooking collective where you were sent somebody's a vulnerable person's recipe of something they they wanted specific thing mm. they wanted so i just made like a pudding once that's cool for someone but it was something i've never made before and i could walk it to her house and drop it that's off that's a great her. idea yeah stuff like that. that was very that's cool. really nice but um yeah how did your one work mm. so my one worked like what did i know what was it march obviously yeah. you know everyone was coming into that phase of sort of seeing the road mm. ahead had quite a lot of things booked in for the summer coming mm. up everything just got events and stuff that you're going to be catering events. for fuck yeah um yeah loads of stuff that everything obviously everything just got cancelled mm. overnight because nothing is suitable to do that i kind of it was a bit of a shit the bed moment where you're yeah. just like oh fuck what are we gonna do yeah then i kind of like you know sat at home maybe for like one day and was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll just be this person who, like, really gets into reading again. Or <laughs> I, went, I went and bought a puzzle from Argos. Actually, <laughs> I bought three puzzles just bought, from Argos. Just put a jigsaw puzzle. I thought, like, right, this is it. We're yeah. locking down. I like, bought, you know, like, five kilos of lentils. You know, yeah. I was, like, bedding down. <laughs> then I realised it's not actually that fun mm. to do that when your partner has set up an office in the front room. Yeah. So you're having to like wear headphones watching the TV. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, well, I've got this skill. There's obviously the need for it. Yeah. Um, so let's just actually maybe try and do something. And it just started as like a bit, just a very like, you know, let's just ask people who come into the, who are customers at the restaurant and the neighbors around that place, like if they want to give five pounds yeah then that five pounds buys someone a meal yeah brilliant and then obviously people gave more than five yeah. pounds some people just gave five pounds which was still great yeah. and then we got in the end we got eight thousand pounds from literally the local community from the customers at the cafe Amazing. um and and random people like you yeah. know these things like sometimes you get people from america sending yeah. money to something in southeast london brilliant yeah no I'm not, it's great. lovely when that happens <laughs> So, so yes, yeah, so that was how, that was how that started, yeah. and then it just it just just rolled on. I thought it might right. be like, oh, we'll get. You and know, did we you run it out of week. the out of the cap? Yeah. So, out, so obviously right. the, the normal kitchen. use for the cap was yeah. kind of like done done because mm -hmm. everything they weren't opening. They yeah. opened up to like a little shop, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. But it wasn't they like didn't take away deli. Yeah, but they didn't yeah. need the kitchen mm -hmm. to do any of that stuff. So the kitchen was empty. Obviously, then I was like, well, you know, if we can, like, both benefit from this, like, you know, they, yeah. I paid them some rent, mm -hmm. you know, like this kind of exchange, whereas we got to use the kitchen. And then Brilliant. we used, I got in contact with the North Wall Mutual Aid Group. Right. Who are amazing. And they basically got, we got someone to coordinate all the volunteers who would deliver to who, mm. getting in touch with people, people referring people, calling up a phone yeah. line to like you know say like i need this service Wicked. which was amazing and then they literally then they come to the restaurant which they still do they come and then they pick up they're like i'm picking up for this person and this person mm. they've got the address they take it to the person Brilliant. they if the person wants it you know they stand and chat with them give yeah. them a bit of a bit of something that they're probably not getting like yeah. especially now all the people that we send food to are shielding or mm. were shielding and uh so yeah it's been I think really it's been it's been a long it, it, it's gone on a lot longer than we thought it would well and also like at time of recording the rules are 
the screws are just starting to tighten again yeah. a little bit. So who knows? Like we're yeah. literally recording this an hour before Boris announces whatever the the next <laughs> whatever he fancies. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> before Boris says some more words that we yeah. then have to interpret um, and be alert about. Yes, be very alert. Sake. Hello, I'm interrupting myself uh, to let you know that uh, I was halfway through a tour of a show called Hench when the pandemic hit uh, and all of those dates obviously uh, got knocked on the head for a long while um, but in exciting news, um, a big old bunch of them have now been rescheduled. Uh, One of them in Poole at the Lighthouse Theatre is on the 24th of October but the rest of them are all going to be in early 2021. Where possible, they've been moved into the bigger theatre space so it's... um, Sometimes there's more tickets available, um, but it means that for all of them, some social distancing is going to be in place and all of that stuff. Uh, I would absolutely love to see you there. I've got tickets available for ones that were sold out uh, sometimes because I've moved into a bigger space in the same theatre. So... um, yeah, check it out. If it's anywhere near you, please do come. If you already had tickets, the theatre should contact you or you can contact them. And the other thing to mention is that uh, there are a few dates still to be announced that are being rescheduled, including Aldershot and Manchester and the McCuntleth Festival, where I'm going to do a great big one last send-off show of it and hopefully maybe even film it. Come and see my show, Hench. Tickets, links, everything are on my website, jessicafosterq.com. Thank you. Tell me about eating growing up. You said you grew up in South East London. I did. Um, I'm going to have more of this, by the way, but I'm going to get some water. Do you want some water? Um, I've actually... Yeah, can I have a glass yeah. of water? Yeah. My, my bottle's Just... kind of one of those ones. Well, like, oh. <laughs> 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 no problem. Um, yeah, eating growing up. I was one of... Actually, I listened to a podcast the other day was on your show, and it was yeah. like a, literally the same story, which oh, was... Really? I was the most annoying fussy eater oh really yeah it so tickles me when those people become it's so weird incredible taste makers it's definitely a thing there's definitely something in there that i like um yeah so basically i was one of those children that would just be like absolutely begged to finish their food i wouldn't finish anything i only like to eat really weird things like you know could eat a lot of curry that was like a weird thing that I liked. Oh, nice. But not, you know, the yeah. normal dinner again. So I grew up in the countryside, and um, that, I don't know why it's made me think of that really, but I suppose it is just like, we did have a curry place, one curry place, but it wasn't great. There's a much better one there where I grew up now. But um, uh, there was no, I wonder, like, I suppose maybe it had no impact on you if you were, if you were fussier as a kid but like I look back now uh, where I grew up and think god and when I grew up I was born in the 80s but like um I I think god like my kid is nearly five and he will have grown up with access to Mm. and regularly eating food from all around the world and that was not the case there was a Chinese takeaway an Indian takeaway um both were dog shit, so you just didn't get yeah, them very often. They were like you know, the they were like, Anglo ones, which yeah. aren't actually. Oh, do you know? Not not necessarily. They were run by people from those places, yeah. but they knew that they had to make things mild. Yeah, that's what you, they had. Yeah, they, it wasn't. There was no experimenting, and also it was just. It was probably 
they probably didn't have access to the ingredients they wish they could have access to, which now you can, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do wonder, like, growing up in... So you were born in the same hospital my son was. Oh, really? Like, yeah, if it was Lewisham. Yeah. Then um, I wonder whether that was interesting, like, growing up. Did you... Or maybe you're... Maybe you weren't fed that stuff. I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, we, we ate... Well, I couldn't say we ate like loads, like not not obviously what's around now, but definitely yeah. ate. Grow up, growing up, we the Indian. We used to go to the Babur. Have you ever been to the Babur? Oh Babur? my yeah. god, in Broccoli. Yeah, I went. Um, it's uh, one of two restaurants I've been to since all of this. Yeah, that was. I hadn't our... been since I was a student, and it was it off the charts. That was our one. That was where we. Yes. That was like. That was like, and that was one of the only meals that I would get really excited about. Like it would be like we're having, we're going to the dad's going to the Babur. Do you want, do you want to go? Yeah. And you know, just sitting in the car, just like eating onion bhajis or whatever. Like. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I was a weird eater. Um, and I am not anymore, but right. I feel like I, maybe I got it out of my system. <laughs> Fair age, enough. Age three. You what know? were your parents like about you being a weird eater? Oh. Were they cool with it? Were they no, frustrated? No. Were they I like, mean, it must have did been. they try tricks? No. Well, actually, the trick that I really remember was that one where it was like, right, okay, Rachel, you're not eating. You're not leaving the table till you eat this. Oh. Okay, here's one for granddad. <gasps> one for nanny. Oh. And then I suppose it played a weird game in your head where you think if you don't eat it maybe they die oh god <laughs> I don't think that, that is my intense mum, but I think that's the way so then maybe I would sort of be coerced into eating that way right. but it was just like oh I feel I feel really bad now because I think knowing that how much you know your, my mum would have had to be doing yeah. when I was that age to be sitting there for hours just with me, just doing that, it's it's pretty torturous. Yeah, that is pretty torturous. I, I'm very lucky that my kid eats, uh, like, an incredible amount of stuff and an incredible amount. That's right. <laughs> Full stop. But well, he does prefer yeah. crap. Yeah. And, um, I think we all and, kind and of prefer and, crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it depends on my mood, but um, mm. and if I've got hormones and hangover, etc. Yeah, hangover is um, a big one. Yeah, he, he... I was too busy wolfing that to take a picture of it altogether on my plate. Done it now. Um, he he will like he it, I think because at his age he's like it's all power play really. Mm. So he, there will be a bit of even if he loves what you've made, he'll be like, oh, I don't even like pizza. Yeah. And they're like, they oh, like to well, change the mind, don't they? Swivel, yeah, you do. Yeah. Come on, you know. And then three days later, he'll be like, please give me a pizza. And you're like, you little <laughs> shithead, <laughs> um, fussy kid. Did you have siblings? Yeah. Yeah. Two siblings. Two siblings. Older did brothers. Say that. Um, but yeah, it's a funny, it's a funny one because I do think that there's definitely a correlation between people who become working in food who definitely had a strange yeah. fixation with food, even if it wasn't a good one. Yeah. But now, I think aged 18, I, I turned a corner. I decided I'd eat vegetables. About 18? I literally... Really? Yeah. On the day? No, on, on a birthday. The day. It was around that year. Where this I, um, cheese I, in this salad, by the way, Phenomenal. It's good, isn't it? It's such a perfect mixture of feta and halloumi. It's like a little hybrid. Yes. Um, yeah. This will love child. This will love child. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, I, I think it was uh, the day was I was in like a squat, mm-hmm. and obviously you know, vegan squatters, mm-hmm. of which one Angus was. Who really? Was he? Yeah. Yeah. And um, he. You know, they were sort of like making all this like baby like vegan slop is what I'd call it. You know, yeah. that sort of like Rim. they'd go down to New Covent Garden, skip loads of vegetables out of the bins, get chased away by the security guards, and then put it in a pot when they got home to their big squat. Put it yeah. in a pot, 
kind of badly cook it and then just serve mm. it with pasta or rice or yeah. insert carp here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, that was, that was. I think I realised that I had to, you know, it was embarrassing to yeah. say, oh, actually, sorry, I don't, don't, don't do like that. Any, I don't like any of the content. I don't like any of these, even though I, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then I kind of broke, broke, broke it and then now, obviously, well, love vegetables. from that and been like, having vegetables that you don't like cooked to shit so you're never gonna like them yeah. like that i mean yeah. that all in a pot is never gonna be the thing that woos someone around is it it's no. like the salad like this no oh wow I, I, this is so good i've been talking recently with my well my girlfriend about like because we keep ordering salads if we're out yeah that's so good like this not as good as this if i'm honest of course yeah um this is exceptional. But like, if I make this at home, this would be boring as shit. Like, I just don't know how to make it as snazzy as this. Okay. A salad at home. More salt. <laughs> more oil. Mm-hmm. Got it, more got cheese. it. More salt, more oil, more cheese. <laughs> I'm gonna just say, roughly, you're you probably- Behind the magician's curtain. Yes, exactly. I, I've, it's a trade secret. Yeah. That I've just revealed. Yeah! <laughs> um, oh God, every flavor in it. I just got an olive I didn't know was already in my mouth. It just hit my teeth and exploded. I'm having such a great time in the mouth. Are there any um, are there any foods or drinks that most people hate on the point of fussiness then? That um that that or that most people love that you hate or that most people hate that you yeah, love. I've, I've got I've got one that I think makes people often say like oh. I don't know if I can really be friends with you now. Oh, really? Pickled yeah. eggs? No. Oh. No, like, because it's such a love to Oh, pick. that you hate. That I hate. Oh, should I try and guess it? I've never tried to guess yeah, it before. Um, cup of tea? No, love tea. Biscuits? No. Cheese? No. Comes up a lot. We've just eaten cheese and enjoyed yeah, it. It'd be yeah. so weird if you just pretended yeah. to enjoy that cheese. Um, um, chocolate? No. Uh, ice cream? No. Um... <laughs> fun to guess, isn't it? Is it just fun for me? Should I just yeah, get a check? Is uh, it mainly fun for it's, me? Uh, it's crisps. Crisps! What? I know. I don't know what happened with it, to be honest. <laughs> it's just one of those ones that I'm just like... And it's, you, you know, do seem sort of deeply regretful. Well, it must I be think like, it would make like that. Easier. It must be like, oh, for fuck's sake, what's wrong with me? It's just, you, can't, you know you make friends with someone mm. and there's just a point where you have to get that out of the way. Yeah. Where you're sitting in a pub and they go, I'm well, just we're experiencing go. the point right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we're just accelerated to that point. Yeah. Um, you know, and you just sort of go, oh, yes. I'm tempted yeah, to do that thing that everybody will do to you, God, though, and literally God, list all the crisps and oh, check that you've yeah, tried every yeah. crisp. But what I mean by that is, do you mean a potato crisp? Like a Walker's crisp, yeah. or do you mean all the things that come under the umbrella? Oh, I mean crisp? all of them. The mm. only exception to this rule, yep. which is a recent addition, is tortilla chips because right. they are they're different. Nachos, basically. Yeah, nachos. Yeah. Do they not have not to be Doritos. No. Okay, sorry. No, because that no. is <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyed that. Sorry. Sorry. No, I'm, don't worry. <laughs> I haven't got you any Doritos. Really <laughs> made me laugh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not Doritos. Um, not even, no. <laughs> I feel like such an arsehole. I feel like that every annoying aunt at a wedding that's yeah, ever gone to you, surely you've tried. Yeah. A hint of lime. <laughs> the ones with a hint of lime? The t- tortillas with a hint of lime. Oh yeah, that but that that's that's okay. The the, the really posh ones. Yeah, ones, yeah. I mean, I'm that's fine all right. with those ones. And when you say tortilla chips, 
Do they have to be in the form of nachos, baked, covered no, in no, cheese? No, 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 they, can be, the they can be. They or can just be plain. plain? I, can, I can deal with them plain. Really? Yeah. Do, but you, do, you, know, you, don't, you don't even definitely need to be dipping them in. No, like no, a, I don't. A no. nice thing. What the fuck's going I, on? I don't know. I don't know. It, that's very... I feel like it's, that's a, it's, it's such a... They're basic bitch, they I know, are. I know, like, I They're the to... beginning... They're the... They're the, the starter. Yeah, the source of all crisp. <laughs> yeah. I used to pretend I was allergic to them. Right. Like, went to school just to tell, just to, like, literally get people to get out of my face about it, you know? Because the exception is makes the whole thing much more interesting in the sense that otherwise you could just be like, it's pretty, it's a pretty, like, uh, obvious, potentially textural issue. Yeah. I, I think it's related to a... Being, I don't know, I, I just have this memory of my brother Jack, who is the yeah. middle most annoying sibling. Yes. That's what happens, isn't it? Yes, they, the they middle come ones, in the middle, generally, yeah. And they're the one that you know, sits there, and they just, the Jack's the mm. one who finds all your buttons. Right, right. You know, he's got every single one of mm-hmm. them. Uh, and I think it comes from me not really wanting to eat them. Yeah. Then Jack discovering that I didn't really want to eat them. Yeah. And then being in the car, mm-hmm. and being like very much up in my face chewing oh, them with no. his mouth open oh, and Jack. then I think that became you know probably Jack. that didn't help issues but maybe I didn't actually might maybe it was just like you know I didn't really anything at that point so maybe it was, yeah I think um I know a lot of people not necessarily been put right off crisps but been made very um site specific about their crisp eating mm. because of having a family member often a dad Who's like just got a disgusting mouth open crisp chomp mm. on them? That could put a lot of people See, off of fineness. Yeah. My girlfriend avoids eating crisps in front of mm. me because I get really like, don't touch me with your crispy hands. Oh, I really? Get, I can't help it. It's like, you know, it's a bit a like Dorito reaction. Yeah, that was a big Dorito reaction. It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Put down the Doritos. Like, <laughs> yeah. Listener, I wasn't about to chuck a Dorito. Yeah. I haven't even got a Dorito. You just yeah, got one on the it. table. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I think that's no, that's never come up before. Really, it's perfect. Yum mm, in my tongue. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. What about ritualistic eating? Is there anything that you think 
demands to be eaten in a certain order or in a particular Ooh. way? Or do you think there's things that you have to eat slowly? Uh, for example, I know people that think that Mars bars need to be like just sort of ploughed through and chomped mm. out, or like obviously cream eggs. A lot of people have a thing oh, about Big eggs, Macs yeah. have come up on the podcast mm. before. I don't. I I, I eat re- normally. Obviously, yeah. I didn't eat very fast today, but I've got. I do eat like very fast. If yeah. I'm at a table having a conversation, like having mm. people around for dinner, I do generally just inhale the food. Yeah, and then I look up. And I haven't spoken in, like, you know, I've just got yeah. on with it. And they're yeah. all like, and I look and everyone's plates are like, just, they yeah, get yeah. like a mouthful from it. Well, I, I the, this doing this podcast has genuinely, uh, well, in some respects made it worse, but generally got rid of that for me. I did exactly the same thing. And out of love for it, and also if I'm hungry, it's like, I, I really can't focus on yeah. much apart from No, me. I can't. But I was like, oh no, I really, I either like leave a patch that I'll edit out where it's just me breathing food in <laughs> or I've got to learn to have a couple of mouthfuls yeah, and then ask some questions yeah. and have some yeah. conversation. I think this is how I should eat all the time. It's oh. probably much better for my digestion if I just recorded... Well, there was a football... Did we talk... uh, Is it Svengor and Ericsson? Or there was some football manager, apparently once, that made all of his team chew everything 50 times before they swallowed it or 100 times. It's really good for you, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Who's got time? I know. Who's got time for that? I mean, nobody. But they... Also, the the restraint, I mean... It's torturous. Oh, I don't know. God, those olives are fucking amazing. (laughs) It is... I think when food tastes incredible like this, there's there's certainly a case for going... Well, make sure you experience every bit of it. But I find it much easier to do that on my seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need to breathe. Breathe in the bit you your body's screaming at you yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. And then have a bit of seconds to really taste the flavours. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of seconds. Yeah. That is... That's my ritualistic eating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, eat, I eat everything twice. Yeah, eat everything. Have two portions of everything so that you can have the first one at the pace your heart desires. Yes. And the second one at the pace your mind desires. <laughs> there we go. And probably your um, digestive system. Um, what about, and you don't have to answer this, what about your relationship with eating? Has that always been simple? Has it ever been complicated? I think... I had obviously, like I said, the early stuff, and then it kind of just went, mm. which I think is really weird. Yeah. Because obviously, like when I was a teenager, which is the time that most girls yeah. have developed, or like you know, like that becomes a bit of a thing. Eating disorders was the time I was just like so. I just loved eating. Like me and my best friend used to run to the front of the school like dinner line. Yeah. That was just like, and we did that literally until we left school. Yeah. Everyone used to. They used to do this trick where everyone used to pretend they didn't. You know, teenage girls pretend oh, they don't eat. Oh, you can't look hungry. They don't eat. You can't look hungry, let alone ravenous. Like it it's was, just not. Yeah. I suppose it's not perceived as feminine. I think that's quite yeah. interesting. Yeah. And it was embarrassing at my school to go to the canteen at all. Like there was a certain group of people who sort of thought that wasn't really the place to be seen. <laughs> What, because me and my because the friend. food wasn't great or because no, it's not I mean, cool it to eat. it wasn't great, but it was just that thing, I think, where it just became like people used to like, so you could either go to the lunch canteen yeah. or you could stay in your form rooms where, right. you know, and then people would come and visit you in your form rooms or whatever at secondary school. And then they, there was just this like weird moment where I realised that like we were the weird ones who like really would like, we'd be like, oh, 
lasagna's on the menu today like getting yeah. really excited about it but literally like me and my best friend that was that was just how we were and I think we were I really lucky it. that we did that yeah and we used to get really locked on to like we'd be getting like the three you know you'd get no it wasn't three course it was a two course yeah yeah it was a mains and a put yeah wasn't it? it was mains and a put for yeah. 140 oh yes <laughs> mate yeah Oh yes, it was something like that. Yeah. I can't remember how much it was. And it was always the best one was like the lasagna and you'd be like, excuse me, excuse me, can I have the burnt I want the burnt bit on the edge that yeah. Yeah. And that's you. if you're in front of the queue. And to apple be fair, crumble, thank yes. you very much. Yeah. Oh yes please. God, do you know I've I hadn't thought about that for ages, but I think as a teenage girl I had a lot of hang ups about eating, but and and I was in a friendship group of girls women who um who did yeah and do um but we did love eating from them yeah like we same at school would be like whether we had packed lunches or not like running in at break times as well to be like yeah to get like to, they were these chelsea buns that we had most days oh. or sausage rolls chelsea it was one buns. or the other and on I had one or the other every day at, at, at break time. That's amazing. And then in afternoon breaks, we'd all get a mint or an orange aero from yeah, the, the machine. Vending machine. Yeah, the vending machine. Yeah. And lunch. The days before they got rid of the machine. That happened yeah. when I was at school. Did oh, they, did it? There was like a weird moment when then they tried to start putting in like, what are those horrible like, oh, so grains yeah, or something? Yeah, great. But they're like, they're just as much sugar. They're just a load of and just just shit, shit tasting. <laughs> they're, they're literally taste of nutritional grains yeah but with all the calories of a mars bar yeah for what's the fucking like point? Like 10, and 10 all the processedness yeah they just have marketed themselves yeah. as a a breakfast item yeah that does seem to be the way to do it either a protein item or a breakfast <laughs> that's item the new, that's, that's a, the new that's thing that's the new thing isn't it mm. throwing protein on everything just stick some extra way in your boost yeah. oh yeah that's good for you. or your mars bar <laughs> and yeah uh, and you've got a much healthier item there exactly oh what a crop of shit so yeah not that those things aren't delicious i'm sure but um i think that's um i think to know i think it's a joyful thing to have for childhood and even a teenagehood as a woman where you are like yeah i'm hungry yeah yeah and i and the i've maybe we have a bit of privilege in both having a friend or some friends yeah. to join us in that. 100%. I think if you were flying solo at that age yeah. for whatever reason, yeah. that's a harder thing yeah. to. Well, it's harder to be any oh. any kind of um, niche niche geek, even if it's a niche geek thing I, to I be your hands up to hunger. Everything was. I think I was really lucky that I had a best friend, yeah. also called Rachel. Oh yes, the two Rachels. Yeah, and it was always that thing that like everything was is easier to navigate if you have someone who's like yeah. always going to stand up for you, even though you are a little bit. You know, like we weren't we weren't the weirdest ones at school. Yeah. But you know, we weren't the cool kids. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. like we would always like have each other's backs and like, you know, doing all that stuff. So it's like but and then also being like then later on like being queer and stuff like that, that mm. made that so much easier having like a best friend. Yeah. Whereas yeah, yeah. I did always feel so sorry for those people who are just like, yeah, just on their on their own, just yeah. trying to do all that. It's rubbish. I had um I didn't have any mates at first school. I was an only child and I um and my son is so far and I think he's just about to start school and I've got to get my head around the fact that like it's fine if it takes him a couple of years to make any mates. I was sort of vigilante for a bit and then towards the <laughs> uh, towards the um 
the, <laughs> the end. Like, I really weirdo. And then um, towards the end of that, so, oh, I don't know how old I was, maybe like eight, seven or eight, I made one friend called William Spickett. Um, Where is he now? I know that he's married with kids. He's a sweet. Uh, his parents owned a sweet shop. Oh, like that's a why you were friends with him, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. <laughs> no, we were thick as thieves. It was lovely, and then we sort of we both got to about twelve, thirteen, and then I don't know. The friendship just sort of got a bit embarrassing. Weird, and he it? found that a group happens. of geeky boys, and I found a group of actually really sort of delinquent girls. That I had to sort of fight my way into being allowed in the friendship group. I had to prove myself with How lots of horrible initiations. Uh, first things first with a lie uh, they said I'm older than you I'm 37 they said um, Hayley the leader of the group they were, their nickname was the toilet posse because that's where they spent their break times did they smoke in the toilets oh yeah oh, we used yeah, to go around and get um, we used to pick up dog ends off the floor and smoke those classic mm. um, <laughs> I love I love and then I um, yeah first initiation they said she, Hayley the leader said have you got the new take that album everything changes <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I lied and went, yeah. And she went, prove it, bring in the cover tomorrow. I won't expect you to bring in the discs, I don't want you to scratch it at school, but bring in the cover tomorrow. And I got I got home and, and rang my dad in tears, who thankfully was, he normally was only back at weekends, he worked in London, but he was coming back, I can't remember why, and was like, Dad, I need it. And he drove around some petrol stations on his way back. Brilliant. And found me a copy. Your love. But I, I just listened to it for hours, so make sure I knew all the words. Got it in and there. And that was some of the next tests were to do with how many of the words I wow. knew and who I fancied most. And in the group, it wasn't really a friendship group. It was it was Haley and her minions. But like we all had to have a different favourite. Yeah. You so could. I think I I was left with Howard or Jason basically. <laughs> That's amazing. But secretly loved Robbie. See, I, oh, I, I, oh, I had an absolute. Now I realise it wasn't a crush. Yeah. It was that I wanted to be Robbie Williams. Right. Like, it was a whole thing yeah. that I, like, I, I thought at the time, oh, yeah, I'm really, yeah. I love Robbie Williams, but actually, no. I just really, I really wanted to have that, like, you know how he sh- had his head shaved and he'd had an accident, so he has a scar on his head? Yeah. And I was like, I want a scar, I want to shave I my head and have a scar. I want to have a brain injury. <laughs> yeah. It's going to lead me into probably quite a lot of problems in later yeah, life. Yeah, I actually went to my, <laughs> someone at my school, one of the cool girls, had a karaoke party in a <clears> working <throat> men's club, um, and everyone went as, like, the, the bands at the time were the Spice Girls, and then there was All Saints and yeah. all these like groups of girls went as, you know, one of yeah. those like, in those bands. And I went as Robbie you Williams. You went as Robbie Williams, and yes! And my mum gave me like one of my dad's massive shirts. Yeah. And it was just a pair of shirts, uh, a shirt and a pair of jeans and that was it. And I sang Angels. <laughs> for this like, Did you know. Did you grow curtains? No, yeah. no. Was, was I just had a curtains? short, I had a sort of a, just a bob. Yeah. So we could, you okay. know, my mum, my mum never. Curtains and a bob. There's a fine line. Yeah, it's an undercut away, isn't it? Essentially. <laughs> I don't think we'd quite got to that point when my mum had let me cut my hair. Right. That was a few years down the road. Okay. Which, that was that was quite a big. That was oh a, be- a lot gosh. of begging. Oh really? To have your hair short? Please, I begged and begged and begged and begged. But I think about fifteen, I was allowed, oh. and then I hated it. Yeah. Well, that's it because everyone. 
thinks you're a boy yeah. all of a sudden and then you have to deal with that. Like, I remember that being the big disappointment. It's the one time I've ever hit anyone in my whole life was <laughs> a boy called Michael. We were on a German exchange trip and he said, you do look really look like a boy. <laughs> It, it very much out of nowhere. I wasn't planning it. I slapped him around the face really hard. It's really weird because obviously, like, I wanted to be Robbie Williams. Yeah. But I didn't want to be like, a boy. Also, wanted to be a woman. <laughs> yes. Is that possible? Very <laughs> Can you Eric call me Robbie? Saying? But I don't want to be. I don't want you to say he. <laughs> <laughs> very strange. Oh God. What's the most? I was going to ask. What's the most emotional reaction food has given you? But then I remembered that Doritos <laughs> from earlier. Quite bad, Do you, yeah. Are there any memorable times uh, where you've eaten something out of awkwardness or embarrassment or obligation? Well, yeah. I mean, I think everyone has. Yeah, of course. That horrible... Course. Um, oh, yeah. So I suppose often, actually, more often than not, it's when somebody's cooked something for you that so is... That's, so that's what I was going to say. Great. And I was like, I can't, I can't, can't say tell what that it story. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. We'll know. Okay, Quite yeah. Specific. Although, actually, one, one, okay. one, one Christmas, I um, thought I would go to Berlin for Christmas, spend Christmas with my yes. friend Angus, and I. It was a vegan Christmas oh, dinner, gosh. which okay. it's not. It's just not my thing. Yeah. And I'll tell you for one, what is totally not my thing: tofurkey. No. Do you mean the actual fake stuff that brand? Uh, there's well, a brand of it called. Oh. I think he made it and it was like what I did enjoy about it is when you slap a tofurkey <laughs> it's exactly like a bum like a really good bum because uh, an aubergine looks like it's going to sound like it's going to make a lovely slap but yeah, it doesn't make it, it doesn't. in fact I'm going to bloody duck the meat this what, you're going to slap it again? Yeah, I'm going to spank an aubergine um, because like it looks so shiny and great but listen to this it's like a tennis. That's crap. Yeah, it's like one of a flat ball. That's not what you're after. No, that well, we'll have to get someone to make a tofurkey so you can yeah. Buy that. Give that. Give that. <laughs> give that. <laughs> They're fucking expensive though. Those bought ones. I, I think he They're made like thirty it. quid yeah. for like a bundle of soy sponge. It's weird. It's just fucking weird. Mm. I, at the time, I was sort of pretending to be very, again, a bit like the squat story, you know. Yeah. I, was, I was having my first Christmas away from home. I just had a really horrible breakup. My, part, my, my girlfriend now had just told me, you know, she's a vegan. I thought, oh no, here we go. Have to just get on board with this. So I didn't, I didn't. I was like, oh, it's, it's, it was all right. But let's yeah. face it, like, if I just stayed at home, I would have got a turkey, mm. proper turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been better, but anyway, there we go. There we go. I think Tafurki's a pretty safe bet as a um, thing to have had to have endured. Yes. Mmm. Delicious. Mr. Blobby comes out of retirement and turns out to be just as dodgy as he looks. (laughs) Whoever's in the outfit has gone rogue and developed super strength. At first, he keeps going around knocking shit over, but it escalates and eventually starts being able to knock over whole people, lorries, and street food stalls. This absolute mega wave of minor to medium injuries. Luckily, he's agreed to go back to post-showbiz obsoletary, but only if you, and really it does have to be you, Rachel, um, be uh, do that thing where you go into a handstand but then actually walk around in the mm-hmm. handstand mm-hmm. for a whole three hours. It sounds impossible, but you do it! You're a hero. Uh, you go down in history as being... Um, 
the person who saved all of humanity um, from rogue rogue blobby. Um, so you are like, uh, you know, you you're like a modern saint. Yeah, it's huge. So you're high as a kite, happy as a clam, um, but you're really hungry because you've spent three hours upside down, absolutely working your socks off up there, yeah, yeah. feet in the air. Uh, so, basically, um, what would be your dream feast in that situation? Your, your, your reward in reality is adulation of all people for all time, but your reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams. Right. If nothing was off limits, fantastical, I don't care about ethics or health, and things don't need to be even... F- possible this is a fantasy situation mm. what would your dream feast be and remember you're in it's the opposite of the last meal you're in the perfect mindset for it you're hungry and happy okay yeah, yeah. so i'd love to know what you would eat what you would drink and if there's a who with and where who with and where who with and where i'd say um i suppose just like family and friends the twist would be all the family that that sort of horrible thing where like you know often not mm. everyone can be together because of death yeah. So everyone's alive. Everything's nice. good and well. You know, the whole line. The whole line is alive and well in there. Um, friends. Yeah, all the good friends. <laughs> <laughs> Not naming names. No. Um, Angus will have to be there. Ang- Angus has to come. As long as he doesn't bring his tofurkey. Um, and <laughs> then, I suppose, okay, starters. Tom Salata. I love nice. Tama Salata. Okay. And it would be not even Tama Salata that I've made, it'd be Tama Salata from my favourite restaurant, one of my favourite restaurants. Which is? Which is the Greek in Camberwell, okay. called The Vineyard. It's not nice. open at the moment because of COVID, which oh. I'm not sure what's going on. Okay, quite, quite fingers crossed it makes that. it. Fingers crossed it makes it. Uh, their Tama Salata. Their octopus as well, Whoa. actually. I love octopus. I love octopus if it's all grilled and cheap. love it. Yeah. Um, octopus. Crab salad. Nice. <laughs> is this, this is what I meant great. to do? Just list through things yeah, that I love? Yeah, right, right. right. You can have all the things. Okay, can have all yeah. of it. Uh, I'd have loads of, uh, like, really good chicken kebab. Oh, nice. Really, okay. like, I, I think uh, Greek and Turkish. You're staying like, in the Greek. That's You're staying in the Greek for most of this. Uh, yeah, basically, I want to go to the Greek. Can we just go to the vineyard? staying in the vineyard. So, okay. we've got so the place we're going to go it. to the vineyard down in Camberwell, uh, <laughs> and everyone's going to come, and we're going to eat their menu, because they're going to be allowed to open, because, you know, yeah. Boris Johnson is not going to say, none of that, you lot. Um, so, yeah, and then I think I'd probably have, oh, my aunt's tiramisu. Okay. It's really good. Okay. I've had... Good tiramisu, but her one is the one. And it's because it gets brought out for all the family occasions, you know. Oh, every it? birthday, every christening, what have you. Is she Italian? No. She's Scottish. <laughs> Scottish tiramisu, <laughs> brother. She's really Great. good at it. She's really good at it. Magic. Um, and then maybe, um, I'll tell you what, Hannah, my business partner, yeah. is really good at making cakes. She okay. doesn't like to think she is because she doesn't like to get asked to make them. Okay. She fucking <laughs> noted. Is. No, you know what I mean. There's yeah, people yeah, yeah, who yeah, like yeah. to make cakes for occasions. Yeah. Hannah's like one of those people who's incidentally a very good baker, but yeah. doesn't want to be a pastry. That chef. Yes, that's not the that's not the she's path not, she's choosing. Yeah, she doesn't yeah, like I hear that. You. So so her her carrot or coffee and water. Almost my favourite cake. That's actually my favourite cake. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one. Okay. Uh, I think that's I think that's where yeah yeah I don't somewhere nice beach nice beach nice beach beach with Campbell the church. with the vineyard from from Campbell Church Street plonked on a beach you can have that on a beach it's fancy yeah 
Can we do that? Beach. Yeah, pop that on a bit. Covid-free beach, so Get it can the, open. Maybe just not have the buses um, yeah. going down the road. Yes! <laughs> I wonder if it wouldn't be the same. Be interesting. Oh, yeah, I missed the number 12. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> the amount of times I've spent at that Camberwell Green <laughs> with my 171 back in the day. Oh, thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. What a brilliant guest Rachel was. Follow her. They are at Butch Salads on Instagram. You can see all the amazing food she's making all day and all night. I've linked to all the brilliant places she mentioned there in the podcast in the podcast notes, as usual. Feel free to support the podcast with lovely reviews, recommendations, or with cold hard money, either on Acast Supporter or over on Patreon. Links to everything as ever in the podcast notes. Make sure you're following us on social media too, on Instagram and Twitter, at The Hoovering Pod. Find out about live shows and other eating fun things. Follow me if you like, at Jessica Foster Q. Anything longer than a tweet, send it to jessicafosterq.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.